Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And I have a favor to ask before I start the show. I have gotten lots of emails from listeners about how much this show has helped them through their grief. It's helped them uh, really look at their own life. It's given them hope that their loved ones are safe and sound in the afterlife. And there's also been many people who have chosen not to commit suicide because of this show. And so I'm looking for ways to reach more people. And of course, we do the regular share it on Facebook and Twitter and um, on YouTube and iTunes and things. But if you, my favorite listeners, will put your thinking cap on. Do you know anybody that's maybe has lots of followers somewhere that wouldn't mind sharing the show or maybe just brainstorm in your own head at some point. Just if there's any way you can think of to broadcast this show to get it out to more people. Because like I said, it's not an ego-based thing, but it really is. When I get emails about uh, I chose not to commit suicide or my children have a mommy because of this show, you know, it's I feel like a moral responsibility to get it out as far as, as we can. So I'm just asking for your help if you could help brainstorm. And if you're listening to this on YouTube right now, you can uh, fill in a comment below and, and I read all of those. Or you can email me at sandrachamplain at gmail.com or you can simply share with someone if you'd like to do that. So anyways, on to the show. Today we have my new friend, Claire Denton. Claire is a person that I met last November at the Banyan Retreat Center in the UK. And she's amazing. She's a medium, or what she calls herself, a spirit interpreter, and comes from a long line of mediums. Her great-grandmother and her great-great-grandmother were both professional mediums. Her reputation has grown from word of mouth. She now has private clients all over the world. And you'll see soon enough that she's got a great sense of humor. And she says she works with real live dead people. Her website is clairedenton.co.uk. So I'm happy to say, Claire Denton, welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, I'm pleased to do so. I knew when I first saw your smiling face <laughs> last November, we'd be friends. So I'm thrilled. <laughs> I'm thrilled. So, Claire, hello. You live in the UK, long ways away from where I am in Massachusetts. Yep, miles away. <laughs> miles away, but it doesn't matter. Through the magic of technology, we can talk. And I was on your website this morning, and uh, I was so, kind of surprised to hear that both your great-grandmother and great-great-grandmother were professional mediums. Can you talk a little bit about that and how maybe you grew up with a, n- knowing that the spirit world was real? Okay. Um, well, unfortunately, they both passed away before I came along. Um, my great, uh, my great great grandmother was was still alive, um, just for, just for a little bit. And uh, my mum always says um, a story about when I was named, and um, apparently she said, "Oh, what a fabulous name for for the baby." And it, it's quite funny that I I went on to be you know, clairaudient, clairsentient, clairvoyant. So my mum likes to tell that story. <laughs> my mum has more um, recollection of, of growing up with Ben. She would go to see, like, her grandmother and there would be women sat on every stair um, because she lived in a flat. Women sat on every stair waiting to go and see her for readings, you know. So um, she knows more about that. But um, for me, uh, I've never not been aware of, of spirit people. <laughs> it's, it might be strange for some people that are newly coming into it, but for me, it's always been there. I've been always able to see them, to hear them, and to sense them. So for me, it's really normal. And if you've spoken to other mediums, they'll tell you the same thing. You know, the more you use mediumship, it's like a muscle. If you were training in the gym, the stronger you'd get. The more you use it, the more it becomes stronger and stronger. So it's funny when I talk to people that don't have an understanding of mediumship because for me it's very normal. You know, I say to people, I do my readings where I'm sat now in my lounge and I have a a fireplace to the uh, right of me and spirit people come through that wall. <laughs> you know, it's very, very <laughs> real for me. And it's, I can understand from people that have no understanding will think she's absolutely crazy. She's unwell, but um, I, I'm really not. You know, I'm a very normal, 
down-to-earth person. I really am. And this is just something that um, I can I can do. With, with, with anything, there are good sides to it and there are sides that are a little bit infuriating or um, annoying sometimes. And with me, the, the voices in my ear are very much voices and they talk very, very quick. And... Um, it, it, it's so quick, literally, I, I, I hear something and they're on to the next. And if I'm in the middle of a reading with a client, they might be trying to take that information and I'm picking up other stuff from another dead person, yet I've got this one talking in my ear and it, it's, it's constant. Readings for me are very, very draining because of the abilities that I do when, I, when I'm working, you see. Wow. Uh, I can't even imagine. And the infuriating part too could do people do they come through when you're not doing a reading or um, yes. at the strange time? <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't tell you sometimes what goes on in my bedroom at night, <laughs> but it's infuriating. Um, and yeah, I, people say, "Oh, can you shut it off?" And you know, can you turn it on? Is it like a tap? Mm-hmm. And to some extent it is, um, and they are very respectful of, of when I say, look, you know, I'm not working today. But <clears throat> what you've got to think about, Sandra, if you passed away and the person that you love most in the entire world was still living, if you could get a message to that person to let you uh, let them know that you're fine and you're happy and you're well, you would go to all lengths to do it and that is sometimes what happens I might be just you know having a meal and there might be somebody sat next to me at the next table and their loved ones think right <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and say something and I, I'm very very um, aware that when you tell someone something they cannot unknow it so I, I don't like to give off information like that but Sometimes the other world is very, very persistent. That's all I should say. <laughs> oh, wow. Have you ever had to do that if you were in a restaurant or something and someone's so persistent in your ear uh, that you, you've approached someone, a stranger? Literally, literally maybe once or twice when they are so persistent and I will kind of, you know, judge whether they're receptive to it. Because, I, you know, this, this isn't a game. It's not, you know, hey, look at me, I can talk to dead people. No. I'm really, really humbled with what I do. But it, for me, and I can only speak about how it is for me, it's a huge responsibility speaking to dead people and passing on those messages. That's why I, I give it word for word, because if you changed it just, Slightly, it might have a completely different connotation, you know. And you've got to have a responsibility, I feel. And like I say, you can't not know something once you told someone something, you know. Yes. And I feel it's a very personal thing, having a reading or, or being in that environment, because obviously I don't even know what's going to be said. So my clients definitely don't know. So... You know, I really feel you need to have a level of respect, not only for your client, but especially for those in the spirit world. Mm. What was it like being a, a little girl? I mean, I, I know I've heard people have had imaginary playmates, and now that I've learned a lot of this, I don't think they're so imaginary. But even as a child, you had the spirit world coming into your life? Yeah. I, it wasn't more for me um, so much imaginary friends. It was more members of... Uh, my family that had died before I come along would come and visit and tell me things that I would then tell my parents, which obviously I couldn't know. Mm-hmm. And mum would see me like talking to people that, that weren't there, which we obviously now know were these people. But what also used to happen quite a lot <laughs> was um, if I would come into a room, like all the lights would go on and off or the TV would turn itself on and off or the radio would. And that used to happen quite frequently when I was little. Wow. Um, my mum, obviously, being used to it from her family, but my dad, who unfortunately is now in the spirit world, he was a car designer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he very black and white if there wasn't a written down explanation of 
of how that happens, then, you know, he had a difficulty in understanding it. So my dad wasn't very open to it at all. And it was just something that used to happen within my life. Um, also, what I would call is the, the knowings, and they can be really annoying you know because you suddenly get this information whether you get it psychically or you get it clairsentiently from the spirit world about somebody and um that's really annoying I, I used to find that really difficult growing up when i would know things about people and i would say look you know if you maintain that friendship then this is going to happen and obviously as children people you know they didn't used to listen and i used to get you know, really quite frustrated. I didn't understand why people couldn't understand that what I was saying was true, you know? And that is something that has followed me into adulthood, you know? Mm-hmm. I know I have to let other people make their own opinions on things and, and it's very difficult with what goes on in my head sometimes. <laughs> Maybe yes. I'm a little bit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like sure your head is very busy. There's there's a lot going on in there. That is a responsibility, though. And your mom, was she nurturing of that? Did she encourage it? Uh, I know. Yeah, mum was, mom was very um, nurturing. My mum would always say, I, I suppose all mums did, didn't they? But she'd always say that I was I was special. Um and I never knew what that meant, you know, but um, as um, my mediumship and, and, and started to develop and grow, you know, I could kind of see that there were these abilities um, within that. But I actually, Sandra, I actually walked away from my mediumship three times. I didn't want anything to do with it at all. Wow. And um, if you'd have said to me, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, I mean, I'm 41 now. If you said to me, like, 10, 15 years ago, you'd be working professionally as a medium, I'd have been, no, I don't want to. <laughs> mm-hmm. And here I am. You right. know? So it's really, really funny how things come into your life, you know. At, and I, I think as well, timings are really important as well. For me and what I was up to and how I was living my life, you know, 20 years ago, it wouldn't have been something that... I would have wanted to do, which is why I walked away from it. You know, I was a party girl. I was always out clubbing and having fun. I didn't want to stay in talking to dead people. <laughs> you know, that's not what I wanted to do at all. Right. And um, it, it's funny how things come out, isn't it? And come around. Yeah, it sure is. Well, I'm grateful that you do what you do because I know from being a recipient from some really good medium readings how healing it is. I mean, you, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you talk to a first-time client, I'm, you know, because I, I know you work with people around where you live, but you also talk to people all over the world, Claire. That's amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it it is. You know, and and you know, unfortunately, I know what it's like to have somebody who's gone from the physical world and who's not coming back. I, I don't believe you come back. Um, not in the physical form anyway, and I know that that can hurt so much, you know, it's like sometimes, you know, grief, it hits you in your stomach, and it is like a physical pain, isn't it, you know? Yes, terrible. And um, for me to be able to work with spirit and to give the information um, to their loved one, my client, as I get it from, from spirit, then, you know, that is a huge responsibility, but, you know, I wouldn't change what I do at all um my job as a medium is is never ever ever to enforce my beliefs or opinions onto somebody Mm. but if i work with a client and and their loved one comes through and gives information that becomes their evidence then if, if we can maybe just give them maybe just the thought that if when you die, that isn't it, maybe maybe there's something, then that's really, you know, really something wonderful, isn't it? It is, it is. Yeah, you've been on that receiving end of grief, so you know how important it is. Um, yeah, I'm sure you can put yourself in your client's shoes when they call and they're hopeful, but they don't know, they're a little bit scared, um, and then... I get all different types of people 
I've got clients that are in the police, uh, in, in the military, uh, magistrates, nurses, doctors, and then I've got like gangsters and really? <laughs> other types of people. Yeah, you know, it's come up in readings before and that some naughty things would come up and they, you know, they don't understand how I know it. And But don't forget, you get all different walks of life of people here in the physical. Yeah. So you get all those characters that come in. You know, if you've got somebody who, you know, is a little bit risque in how they live their life in the physical, it's not going to change their personality just because they're in the other world, you know? And um, you get you get everybody, all different types of people, people that you wouldn't think come for a reading that, that do come for a reading. I always find it really funny. Um, I remember I was doing a, an event earlier on this year and a lady came in, a, a more mature lady came in and, and like before, she did, <laughs> before she'd even sat down, she turned around and said, I need to tell you I'm a skeptic. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And at the end of her reading, when all of her loved ones had come through, she left in tears. Yeah. So it, it can it can change people's lives. You know, it really, really can in a positive way. You know, mm. that's why you have to be careful with the information that you get, and that's why I'm very careful that I never change it from how I get it from spirit. I this is might be a funny question, but. Do you, I mean, do you have to filter some of the information if somebody swears a lot or, I, I, I mean, <laughs> how do you do sometimes? Well, obviously, what you're one-on-one. -on -one. You're not, you may not be in front of a hundred people, but how do you deal with that? Well, I'm kind of like, you know, look, come on, can we say that in like maybe a different way to the spirit person? Okay. Obviously, I've never had a reading with myself, but. People say to me, you know, you can hear, you can see you talk like, um, like listening to the other world. It's like I kind of cock my head in a funny angle and, and I'm listening and, and I answer back, especially, um, my guide, Maneo, who, who I work with. Um, you know, we actually argue and bicker, you know, in, in readings. I can't help myself. <laughs> oh, talk, talk about Maneo because I, I don't know too much about your guide or even how you met your guide the first time and developed that relationship. Well, um, Linnea's already got a big head, so <laughs> no, I guess he hasn't really. Um, I think he's the fourth guy that I've been aware of. Um, Linnea's a big, um, over seven foot um, Zulu, and um, he's very, very, very strong. When, when I first became aware of him, which was only in about 2010, I would be actually... Uh, physically sick when he come too close with me. So that was obviously something I had to get over uh, because you know when you know when you said you sat and you were sitting for trance and someone spoke through you. Mm -hmm. um, that's what it's like with Mineo. He he'll come so close and and then he was just so strong. But over the years now we've kind of learned how to blend our energies. If you speak to some of my friends, they will tell you Claire and Mineo are hilarious because they argue and they bicker. And Maneo, um, even now, when I don't work, it's like somebody who's constantly there all the time. <laughs> Is that good or bad? I don't know. <laughs> what would you feel if you had somebody there constantly all the time? How would you feel? Well, I would need some privacy. <laughs> well, there is some privacy, you know, but um, it's very... It, it you know it can be quite intense and um but i've only got a real kind of small circle of friends and they they know that i've got the mayo who's here but um even now like just just something really minuscule a friend and i um and myself were going to the cinema and i thought i won't have dinner i fancy a hot dog the mayo told me the hot dog machine will be broke had your dinner as usual i didn't listen and guess who was right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just things like that. And then obviously when I work with clients, he helps with the information and helps bring the loved ones through. Um, they have to get their vibration correct with mine, the spirit people. So the Neo, if maybe they're having a little bit of difficulty, he'll step in and, and, and tell me because obviously we recognize each other's vibration. So um, he uh, he assists in the work that I do as well. 
It's so amazing, Claire, because the way you're speaking of it, it's normal for you. And then <laughs> for me, who's just starting off on this journey, I thought it's amazing that that you could be living that life. And I know for you, it's just normal. I know, and that's why I think people must think I'm absolutely crazy and, and I'm losing my mind. Maybe that's why I've been single for all these years. Who knows? But, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's just part of my life. Uh, it's how it's been now with Nanea and I. As I say, I started to be aware of him in 2010. He says that he has been waiting for me to be born and has always been around. Um I did have a couple of other guys before him, but he's going to be the one who's kind of mainly around, although there is one or two other new ones that comes in. But I don't want to come across that I am not amazed with working with the spirit because I am, but it is very normal for me, you know, and, and how my life has been so far here. Like I said, it'd be more unusual if, if if I wasn't sitting down and, and boots come through the wall in my lounge followed by bodies or voices were whispering in my ear. And what you need to understand with those voices, if somebody literally whispered in your ear, you could feel, you know, it's almost like that. It's, it's really intense with, with me and how they work with me. Hmm. I, I like it, though, because, you know, I'm assuming many people say that we all have a spirit guide or spirit guides yeah. with us, and we just are not aware of them, right? Yeah, I, I really feel that we, we've all got somebody there with us. You know, I don't have all the answers. I'm, I will never have all the answers, and even when I return to spirit, I still won't have all no. the answers. But um, I can only tell you how it is for me, but I definitely believe that all of us have have somebody almost, I don't know, allocated to us, definitely, mm. definitely. Claire's... But what I... Sorry. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'll tell you my story after. I was just going to say, you know, I, I don't think what I do is specific, like, uh, especially unusual. It's just my reality, you know? Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I've heard, obviously, the past several years that we all have spirit guides, and I feel like in the past I've spoken to them, but maybe not quite believed that they were there. And just recently I bought myself a journal and I decided to write a letter to who's ever listening in my spirit team. And it it made me, it, it actually brought me to tears because it was the first time I concentrated my thoughts about my, about what's going on in my life and where I could really use help. And it is amazing that things have started to shift in all the areas that I said I needed help with. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, and I think if Aren't any... we lucky to if, have the belief that we do? If anyone listened to my mind normally, my thoughts are all over the place. So, of course, <laughs> no spirit guide is going to pick up on what I want because I go from one thing to the next to the next to the next. But I thought by writing it down and really forcing myself to be clear... Well, that's clear communication, and it is amazing. Even even one of the biggest things is, uh, you've met me, I'm a big gal, and I have had a weight problem since I was a little kid, and uh, I thought I had it handled before my dad died, kept the weight off for two years, dad died seven years ago, weight came back, plus, you know, 50 pounds, and in part of my letter, you know, I just said, I really want to eat healthy and not and stop when I've had enough and not have this hanging over my head. And lo and behold, it's been nine days since I wrote the letter. And every day I've eaten healthfully, I've lost about six pounds. Not that I'm going to look at the scale, but it's just the pressure is off. There's no thoughts of binging and overeating and over drinking. And I thought somebody listened because I've not had an eight or nine day period in seven years that I've been able to do that. See, I, and I just find that really, really wonderful, mm-hmm. you know. I, I, I just feel that, that, that it's, it's an endless possibility to working with spirit, you know. I feel that we're only touching, you know, literally the surface, you know. Who knows what, what we can achieve, especially because I know physical is, is where your heart is, especially where physical mediums con- mediumship's concerned, you know. Mm-hmm. But the possibilities are endless, you know. Eileen Davis always says, don't try to limit a limitless power. And that is, is so true, you know. I, I'm, I'm the world's worst 
you know. I um, I don't have everything all together with, with my mediumship at all. There are things that happen all the time, and I'm like, well, what does that mean? You know, um, when you're working, what I was thinking the other day, and how amazing is this? All mediums will work in a different way. I don't normally work with symbols. I always say I'm too blonde and thick for that. But occasionally, you know, I do have certain symbols that the spirit world will show me when I'm working and I know what that means. Mm -hmm. But all mediums will have different symbols that mean different things. So how does spirit know when their loved one goes to that medium that those are the symbols that that medium is used to get that point across? It's amazing. So how do they know that? You know, how do they learn? Look, okay, we're going to get your loved one to go and see her, and she works in this way. You know, I, I just find it fascinating, and and the more of small knowledge I get, the more I think, you know what, I don't really know much at all. <laughs> you know, one of my friends, Anna, and I, we have these conversations, and we just seem to sometimes go round in round in circles, just trying to figure things out. And I don't even feel when we get to the spirit side that we're going to know everything. I think there's going to throw up even more questions because, you know, there might be things that as we sit here, you and I, and we think, you know what, I think that happens in the spirit world. But when we get there, we might have that totally wrong, you know? Yeah. I just think it's just an endless and endless topic. And for me, even though it's been around... Since I was a toddler, I, I just find it absolutely fascinating. You know, I find it fascinating that I can sit in my little lounge in Essex in the UK and I can work with clients overseas and their loved ones can give me the wonderful information to prove it to them. I and love that. I, say, Pardon? I, I just love that. I have this visual that they are there with you and then in a blink of an eye, they're across the country with someone wherever uh australia and then they blink of an eye they're back with you whispering in your ear that they can be in two places at the same time well there's a lovely word omnipresent and it means that that's what the spirit world are they're omnipresent because you and i have like the constraints of of a physical body we can only be in one place at one time whereas spirit don't have the constraints of the physical body so they can be here talking in my ear and with their loved ones, wherever they may be, in the UK or overseas. And um, I find it fascinating. I just, I really, really do. And the the information that they keep coming up with to prove it, then I have some clients now that are, are, are very regular, and um, I say to the spirit world, come on, we need to go up a notch now, you know. You can't give me things that you gave me last time and the time before that and the time before that. We need new things. And that they deliver each time. And I, I just find that fascinating. Mm, I, Claire, I heard a study once that was done, an experiment, that two separate mediums in two different areas of the world were working with two sisters. And I think it was their mother. Uh, and they recorded it all, and at the very same time, the mother was communicating through each medium to the, the sister, to each sister, and so just to show that omnipresent way, I mean, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's just, oh. It is. It's, it's, a, it's absolutely amazing. And another thing that they, they give me, and they've done this from day one, is they'll give me the symptoms of how they pass to the spirit world. And um, I can't tell you how real that is. You know, for me, it really is real. Um, you feel it, you mean, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and when I acknowledge it, it, it will go. It will come as quick as anything, and it will go as quick as anything. And um, unfortunately... I get an awful lot of, of spirit people that decided to take their own lives. So, you know, I will feel what what, what they did. And, and that, for me, is very, very real. The only thing I've not liked, and if I say I started to develop my mediumship um, probably 16, 17 years ago, um, there's only one 
way of dying that I haven't liked or of passing I should say um, and I don't like the feeling of being crushed because that's what happened to my brother crushed and um Is yeah, my, said, my crushed? brother was was crushed crushed in an, in an accident oh. um that's the only thing I don't like the feel of because obviously I, I'm human of course I'm gonna think oh gosh that how my brother fell and didn't the but um other than that they're pretty good and and also again, funnily at the start, I used to get really, really strong premonitions of horrible, horrible accidents and and horrible things happening, and I hated it. I didn't like it because I couldn't stop right. what was going to happen. And I asked the other world to to not give me them, and for many years now they haven't, and I hope that continues. But anything else, I'm pretty up for other than that, really. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can understand if there's something terrible that's going to happen and you can't stop it, to live with that knowing or that fear, yeah. is it going to happen? Is it, oh, I can't even imagine. Can we talk a little bit about where we met? We met at Banyan Retreat Center and it was my very first time. And oh, I was so scared, Claire. I had no idea what physical mediumship was. I knew we sat in a circle. I knew it was a dark room and things <laughs> would start levitating. Voices would come out of nowhere. And I found for myself that there was nothing scary about it. It was filled with love and filled with fun. Uh, how did you find out about physical mediumship? Well, as always, there's a funny story. <laughs> we like funny stories. You're a fun gal. Funny story. Um, I, I've had, um, between 2012 and 2016, um, well, 2011-2016, a really bad time with my health. I lost my dad and just re- really, really difficult. And I'd had numerous uh, surgeries. And it was in August 2013. My dad had been gone for seven months. And I was recovering from yet another surgery. And um, I had to be living at my mum's because it was in a bungalow. And I had no idea why at all. Um, but the thought came into my head about searching physical mediumship. And I didn't really know what I was looking at or, or looking to search. And um, I'd done my little search and Banyan Retreat came up and I read about it and I remember saying to my mum, I said, when I'm better, I'm going to go there. And I first went in July 2014. So that's how I found out about Banyan. Um, I'm not affiliated to them. I don't work for them in any way. Um, But for me, Banyan is filled um, with a place of love, truth and integrity. Um, there's a place in Essex just up the road from me, which is very well known, which would be much easier for me to go to. Mm-hmm. But for me, my truth and where I feel I belong and want to develop my mediumship is Banyan Retreat. Oh, I fly you know, you, around the world to go there. I know what yeah, you mean. Exactly. Yeah, the you people. Know, I think we're really, really lucky for that place to be there, you know, and it really does need all the support that that, that, that we can get for it because it is run um, by Nick and Stephen, um, two lovely, lovely, genuine gentlemen. And, you know, they only have the best tutors there. Yeah. And, um, you know, they could fill their diary with maybe not as high calibre staff and tutors that they do but they don't you know and for me that's that's my truth there I would say to anybody who was looking uh, or interested in mediumship whether it's mental trance physical to, to to google Banyan and if you can obviously it is here in the UK if you can get there that, to go because um, like you know you, you you've experienced the physical uh, seances there and you, you, literally pardon the pun but they're out of this world aren't they you know yeah. it's, it's amazing what what happens and I just find it fascinating I don't know if you've ever been in a seance where you know you can get touched by the spirit people you know their little hands will come and touch you have you had that happen I, I did have that happen uh it was Scott Milligan's seance in november and he did a christmas tree seance ah. and they were 
anyone can just imagine a group of, I don't know, maybe 30 people in a circle. There's all in the dark. All in the hands. dark. Holding, <laughs> holding hands. Scott's the medium. He's in a, 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 a small wooden cabinet with a black. Uh, strapped in the chair. Sit, yeah, strapped in the chair to show that he's not getting up and manipulating things. And they had um, all these Christmas presents, toys that were wrapped. And also, you know, there was some glow-in-the-dark paint to put on hula hoops and things like that. And to experience, Claire, that was my first experience, that I heard all these Christmas presents being unwrapped. And then you know, things had lights on them and, like I said, glow-in-the-dark. And things started moving around the, the room. And, and it was just like a bunch of invisible children playing with all of these toys all at the same time. That's exactly what it is. Oh. That's exact, and what I love about it is that the children that come um, from the spirit world, they would be the children that we would would now um, term as a, a, a special needs. You know, um, bless them and and to, to let them have that enjoyment. Because my understanding, and you need to get Scott on, he'll tell you more. But my understanding is that they take an imprint almost of, of the toys back to the spirit world. Yes. and I'm they sh- can't actually take the physical toy, but, you know, they take like an imprint back to the spirit world for them, you know? Yeah. And, then and even- also those toys then get on uh, yes. uh, and get donated to, to charities at Christmas. Yes, that's what I was going to say, that all the children, all the toys had been played with by the spirit children get donated to, uh, yeah, children that need them. What was your first experience at a seance? Do you remember? My first experience at a seance, <laughs> uh, yeah, I do, I do remember, actually. I was sat next to Stephen, who's one of the proprietors of Banyan, and I really didn't know what to expect at all. You know, you know, you see things on the films, and obviously you think, "Oh." You're right. <laughs> um, and I and I do tend to think, "Well, I'm sure they're a bit exaggerated," but I was not scared once. Like you say, it's filled with almost like a peace, isn't it? And a love, and and it's just it's a sheer enjoyment. And I I, I couldn't get my head around even you know, being around it from from a toddler, that, that I could feel, you know, spirit hands touching my knees and, and I just found that fascinating. And then obviously you have the phenomena of um, it's the trumpet levitation with the ectoplasmic rods, but then you have the, the communication from the loved ones, you know. And the, with mental mediumship, which what I do, no one else can hear, see, or feel. It happens all within my head. But that's the, the wonder and, and, and sheer joy of physical mediumship that everybody will see and hear. And, you know, to hear people speaking to their loved ones and having a conversation. Because yes. that's what you miss, isn't it? That's what you miss when your loved one's gone is, yes, we might be able to feel them, you know, you might be able to feel your father, but it's that bouncing off the vibration of the conversation, you know, like you and I are doing now. And I think that's wonderful. And I've been really lucky within Scott's seances. I've had my dad come through four times and my brother with my dad twice. And although Scott and I uh, have a friendship now, um, my brother was seven years older than me. He passed when he was 23. I was 16. So there was obviously a period before I came along, you know. And my brother gave information to me in a seance with Scott Milligan that even I didn't know. And he said, go and, and ask mum and, and check. And I spoke to mum and she knew exactly what my brother was speaking about. Now, there's no way Scott could have known that because I didn't and I've had my proof I will never ever question Scott's mediumship or his integrity I've had proof with him and I understand that you can't expect some people to believe unless you've witnessed things with your own eyes but I have and if you're listening to this and thinking gosh you know I might be up to that, then then, then go and, and look Banyan up and see what it's all about. Because until you've 
you've you've done it for yourself, you can't really have an understanding of how amazing and magical a physical seance is, in my opinion. Yeah, and there's not many people that do it in the world. I know for myself, I feel the same way that Scott is is real. There's a lot of controversy, as I know you know, Claire. Why does it have to be done in the dark? And then you find out that, that someone, a physical medium that people have believed in, uh, actually got out of the chair and was manipulating things. And so there's a lot of controversy in the world of physical mediumship. And I know based on the gentlemen that run Banyan and Scott uh, and even I'll, I'm sure I'll be seeing you in November at the Voices yep, of the Past oh, <laughs> and, and just an invitation to the listeners too they, they sell out pretty quickly but if you go to voicesofthepast.co.uk you can find out about this event that's happening uh, it's a workshop five day workshop in November but there's also a, a, a seance that will be happening there but it's not expensive I mean certainly the flight is for me uh, but even if yeah. you live in the area and you live in, in the UK it, I think it's just 35 pounds to attend a, a seance and and it, no, nobody's getting rich off of this and um <laughs> And I know the spirit world is working with people in other areas to try to bring uh, things into red light and daylight. And um, like you had said, don't try to limit a limit, limitless power. I have no doubt that the spirit world is is actively working on uh, maybe trying the problem, to... The problem with our side of life is that we live in a very fast-paced, don't we, of, of, our, of our world, our society. And th- some people try to put that on physical mediumship and you can't. It has to come from the spirit world, yes. you know. But then any type of mediumship does. You know, what, before I went professional with my mediumship, I would do myself in circles thinking, oh my gosh, why is this client come? What do they need to know? What do I, how can I help them? And the minute... I switched in my head and said, you know what, it's not about them, it's about spirit. What does spirit want this person to know? And that's when I literally went professional with my mediumship. And that's what it needs to be about with physical, you know, with the whole Gary Manion thing. um, There has to be strict... um, protocol in place and there yes. is at Banyan anybody can search Scott anybody can search a room everybody gets searched physically everybody gets wandered with a metal detector you know nobody's allowed to take anything in other than themselves and the clothes on their back you know you can't get any more strict restrictions than what is there in, in, in place there you know and it is because of people you know at the moment it is done in the dark I know that they're looking at, uh, at um, having red light in there but this is what people from our world don't understand people are putting demands on the spirit world and where physical mediumship is concerned it has to come from spirit obviously that the welfare of the medium is paramount yes and if you're going to try and and introduce things that that the spirit and that medium aren't ready for then that can have really you know disastrous consequences i've, I've seen scott be unwell when somebody sat up in the seance and stood up you know i've seen the photo when somebody kicked something back um, the ectoplasm shot back into him and, and he burned his tummy so you know it's very very real it's not a joke you know no it, it is real and one of the things I feel passionate about Claire is sharing it and and it it might not be an interest for everybody I think even saying the word ectoplasm and seance you know I thinking oh gosh am I going (laughs) to say these words people are going to think I'm crazy but you know they all came from somewhere and yes the movie's Ghostbusters (laughs) (laughs) as I say to you for a long time I would always tell new people I was a spiritual life coach (laughs) oh that's funny yeah (laughs) I You know, there is a bit of a stigma to it, but you know what? I'm 41 now. I just don't care. No, you know what? I don't <laughs> I'm a either. Medium and that's what I do. I talk to dead yeah. people. Yeah, I don't care. I've heard enough stories. Uh, I've conducted over 160 hours of interviews plus my all my own research. Yeah, there's some people that I... I'm on the fence. I don't know if they're the real deal or they're not. Uh, Absolutely. And, and that's I fine. That's really, I think that's a really important point. I think that you should... 
us as individuals should go into something with an open question in mind. Don't just believe someone because they told you. Go and see and experience it for yourself. I feel a a question in mind is really, really good because I went into my first seance with a question in mind. You know, even if you go with mental mediumship and you go for a reading, go with a question in mind. Unfortunately, in all industries, and and this is an industry, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to get good and bad. You, you will do. You can't have the, the the dark without the light, the yin without the yang. But um, for me, a place that I completely believe in is Banyan. Banyan yes. Retreat in Kent, definitely. Yeah, I think they have the website banyanretreat.com could also be banyanretreat.co.uk If you're listening to this on YouTube, if you look in the um, description below by the time you're listening to this I will have a a link to that but without a doubt I'm going back in November both for the training because over the course of the five days there's training uh, and it's it's so joyful oh my gosh it's so much fun isn't it you know Mm -hmm. there's all different people that, that come you know I love it I always feel really I know this is going to sound really cliche, but, like, I feel really at home there. Yeah. I really, really do. Yeah, I do too. And I I've too. gone on my own before. You know, I know a lot of people there now because I've been going for a couple of years now. But I, I went on my first course completely on my own, and now I have friends on that course. You know, some of them are in the UK. One of them's even in Australia, you know. Mm-hmm. I met you last year, obviously. You're in the States. Yeah, and you know, I flew by myself. Yeah, it was. I thought, what am I doing? I flew into Heathrow, and I got a, a a taxi, a prearranged taxi to bring me there. And there's a Holiday Inn that's a very five minute walk to Banyan. And I thought, what am I doing? Flying all the way, <laughs> and I don't know anybody. And then no sooner did I sat sit in the uh, the lecture room there, and we were welcomed by by Nick. And I thought. These are lovely people. These are like-minded people. This is my my clan. I like these people. This is fun. How do you feel on your flight home? Was it different from the flight going there? Oh, so much. I was filled with yeah. love. I was filled like I, it was this feeling that I had witnessed a miracle, uh, just an absolute miracle. And honestly, Claire, I didn't t- talk about it even on this radio show to just a <laughs> couple of months ago because I was so afraid of what people would think. So I, I didn't open my mouth. And finally, I felt like I had this moral responsibility to just get it all out. And so I did. I, I purged my soul. And, uh, and I feel good. What you're doing is you're finding your truth. And that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Your truth might be different from mine. And mine might be different from somebody else. But that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's finding your truth. Yeah. And the answers I don't think will come from somewhere outside of any of us. We just, you know, we'll know with what resonates with us is the truth. And if it empowers us each to live a powerful life because that's the point hey that makes me wonder do you have any thoughts of what the point is of us living on earth now oh gosh oh i know that's a heavy question for me i think it's about love um and whole love not a not controlling love you know a a real complete infinite love for, for each other especially with sadly what's going on in the world at the moment, you know, being compassionate to people, yes. uh, being kind, you know. Um, how many people nowadays are kind, you know? And when there is an act of, of somebody being kind, it's, it's unusual, you know. Um, and I also feel as well, obviously, with the work that I do, is about, you know, the continuation of life after life. Yes. So there's kind of like two messages there, really, that I feel our point in, uh, our, sorry, our purpose in the physical is all about, is those two things, is, is, to, is to learn to love and be loved wholly and to know that, you know, when our loved ones go to the spirit world, they haven't just died, they're not either six feet under or, you know, put in a little box with ashes, you know, their soul and their spirit and their essence will go on. And, you know, when it's our turn to return home and go to spirit, we're going to be with them and we're going to meet up. And the the good thing then is going to be that there won't be the goodbye, as you, you know, you yourself know that the the goodbyes are difficult. It would just be hello, you know, because 
new people will continue to join you. And I think that's really lovely. Oh, and I love it. Someone, yeah, if there's someone listening who, you know, has is still in those real like throes of grief, you know, you, you will get through that. You know, things will get better. Um, time is a great healer, but personally for me, I feel it, for me, it was more learning to deal with the, the, the hand of cards that I've now been dealt, you know, after the loss of a loved one. Yes. And, you know, if you feel compelled to go to a medium, whether it's a mental, a trance or a physical, I would say go to one that has been recommended by word of mouth. You know, you know what we're like. Us humans, if we have a wonderful experience, we're going to tell you. If we have a dire one, we're going to tell you even quicker. <laughs> so, you know, I would go to one who's been recommended. Yeah. Oh, Claire, thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. Like, yeah, I never know in the beginning of what an interview is going to be like, but I just knew from the moment I laid eyes on you that you're a friend I'd like to have because you're just so filled oh, with joy. You. I hope nobody's nodding off yet. <laughs> <laughs> if they do, they do. We're all on our own different journeys. Well, Claire, I'll wrap up this episode um, with a thank you. Oh, and people can get in touch with you on your website, right? Yep. ClaireDenton.co.uk. That's it. Yeah, and uh, you, you talk to people all over the world, which is great. And what else can I tell you? Uh, I would just say for our listener, thank you for taking the time to listen. Always a reminder that I will be speaking live and in person in Scottsdale, Arizona, September 15th through 17th at an afterlife symposium with 26 other people, which are the state of the art people into, um, what's happening in the afterlife, the afterlife research and education symposium. It's their yearly event. If you're interested, in that, go to afterlifestudies.org. And also, you can go to we don't die radio.com. All the past episodes of this show are here because I know on iTunes, for instance, they only keep the last 100, but there's so many more. So, I want to say in closing, my name is Sandra Champlain, and I've been your host on We Don't Die Radio. And I do believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important. And I love what Claire had said, you know, when the moment comes that that we cross over to remember there are no goodbyes only hellos you know we will be there with our loved ones uh for ever i would say so i would like to thank you for listening and we'll see you soon <laughs>